So when I'm doing my Britney impression, and I'm like, um... So welcome to the Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Parrot. And I'm impressed that you managed to pull that off. <laughs> I'm your other host, Cedius, which is why I can say that I'm impressed, because I know better. <laughs> he does. He did do Dave's move of jumping in right after someone was talking, so I suppose I shouldn't be that surprised. I tried. Well, I mean, Dave's not here, and I felt that there should be at least some nod to him. There is some spirit of Dave in the room. I've been growing my, my beard and mustache. That almost counts as I was going to make a joke about lingering cologne, but I <laughs> yeah, got nothing. But... Anyway, we've got guests here. We should probably let Yay, talk. Guests. Yay, guests! Yay, guests! So, introduce yourselves briefly. Hi, I'm Shay Roberts. What, what else do I say? That, that, that's a good brief. Oh, goody. Yeah. Hi, I'm Rob Callahan. Can, can we make Dave's Not Here a running gag for this? Oh, yeah. Sure. Did you know that there's a... Even when he's here. <laughs> there's there's a Facebook group for I'm sure a different Dave who isn't here who's not on Facebook and so I giggled in my head really loud when you were like Dave's not here okay I'm sorry Mike. there's another Dave that's not so here. so there's another Dave that isn't here who's not on Facebook and isn't there either yes and isn't the Dave you're speaking of and is so now there's this void of Dave there's there's a is it Dave Boyer no it's Oh I can't look it up on Facebook because I don't remember. Because he's not there. Because he's not there. Oh. And we've gone full circle on yeah. that joke. I think that's a good place to cut it off. And All, right. So, All right. So, so uh, the first pour that we are going to have was actually brought to us by one of our guests. It was Shay. And so... Uh, works. It does. We like to encourage this behavior. So if you'd like to be on Extreme Tasting League Scotch, which can be found at scotch.xdlpodcast.com. See, I snuck it in this time. Did, that wasn't much of a sneak. No, it wasn't really. I was I was foreshadowing that big time. Uh, we can be bribed. Uh, so by all means, if you have a bottle that we've not tried before that you'd like to share with us, uh, that works. So uh, what it is, is the Ardbeg... Dark Cove. Dark Cove, apparently. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's so, like, broody sounding. I which, am in the Dark Cove. Exactly. Uh, which is what attracted me to it when I originally saw it on the shelf. Well, it, it certainly has a dark and brooding nose. Yes. Huh? See how I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call back. Call back. Call back. My... My hands smell good now. Yeah. Do you know the trick? A little bit behind each ear, and then you're good for a week. Um. Well, that's the that's the attracting Scotch drinker trick. But the visiting the floor of the Scotch, uh, of the of the of the distillery, distillery, and then rolling around on it. Yeah, but you get to do that without going to the distillery. So we can't go to Ardbeg. Um. And maybe we should, because before, uh, we should like each choose one. But you get it on your hands. You rub your hands together until they become nice and warm, and then you smell the aroma on your hands. But that involves scotch being on your hands and not in your stomach. Correct. Right. Now, I know. There's, it's a fine line of, like, am I okay with this? But having not sure done now. it a few times, I kind of... It's, it's another experience. We, we have heard of this technique. There was another guest who I don't remember who it was was doing that. I were, were, were you not here see, for that? No, I don't. Okay. See, when I do this, it's it's usually with some cackling and yeah. some. <laughs> but you accidentally uh, spilled it on your hand, didn't you? Well, there was a drop on the. Is this my lid. Yeah, no, no. I believe me. So I'm, you're getting. I'm happy you're about there. that. The danger, uh, just for your all the listeners, <laughs> both of them, 
Um, if you do put a drop behind each ear, remember who scotch drinkers usually, uh, as, a, as a rule, are, and ask yourself if you really want to attract them. And if the answer is yes, go for it. It works very well. Just remember, you'll get people like us coming over and sniffing your ears. And, you know, it's up to you. And, and, and there are a couple of cast drinks I can recommend that are really good for that sort of thing, because I've, I've done it myself. They I am, work for aftershave. I am going to point out, there are a fair number of highly attractive people who drink scotch. <clears throat> Do you want eyes hitting your ears, though, is the question. I'm just saying for other people... Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just mentioning... We drink scotch. If you put it behind your ears, you're running the risk of having one of us or Dave. Right there should be He's your not real here. warning. I don't, I don't, think I don't know who Dave you speak of. He's in the void. <laughs> Dave's not here. Dave doesn't live here anymore. All right, well, it is an Isla. Yep. You can tell. Yep. The, oh, it's so nice. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm... I'm Still enjoying this nose. It, it's definitely an Ardbeg too, yeah. which you know I'm I'm perfectly okay oh, with being uh, a fan of Ardbeg. Well, let's see. Uh, it is a dark. It is a dark color. I believe they. I will take a quick look at the bottle, but yeah. I suspect it's well, caramel. I mean, being called Dark Cove, one would expect a little darkness. It, it, yeah. It, it, it's. No, I'm just glancing to see if. Uh, it's definitely caramely. It does. It doesn't have the the red tint. They also claim that it's ambers. the darkest Ardbeg ever. Yes, um, well, I, that, on a pure color level, that may or may not even be true, because to be fair, I don't remember how many and how dark the ones we, I mean, we've had a fair amount of Ardbegs on yeah. this show. Most of them do tend to be paler than this, certainly. Um, I'm getting an undertone of honey. Yeah, definitely a sweetness to the nose. God, I gotta coat the glass a little bit more, I'm getting too much glass. Dude, stop drinking glass. I, I know. I thought we cured you of that. Well, the Lord knows I've got plenty of scotch in the basement. I mean, every once in a while you gotta drink something else, you know? Wait, what? That's blasphemy. That's, that is just wrong. Okay, as, as someone else who I know has worked with Convergence in the past, say my fandom is random. I think it's a legitimate statement. My fandom within booze can extend to more than scotch. Scotch is the primary, certainly, but I'm poly. I need secondaries. I don't know you anymore. That's fair. I'm just curious, like, which of the statements you take. Is it still just the other alcohols other than scotch? Um, there are other alcohols that I enjoy, but the statement, so sometimes you just have to drink something else. No, sometimes circumstances force you to drink something else, and that's okay. But choosing to say, you know, I don't feel like scotch. I'm going to drink gin. Right there. Well, that'd be wrong, because I don't drink gin. But, yeah. you know. Well, gin is a dirty, dirty drink. You hear that, Alex? Matt Alex, we're calling you out. No gin. Oh, no. is he a gin guy? He likes gin. I knew it. Matt Alex, I'm here to let you know that there are scotch drinkers who enjoy gin. Actually, I'm, I'm planning on bringing And then something. they kick me off. I, I'm, I, I'm actually planning on bringing the scotch that we found had some kind of gin overtones when I'm on with AON very soon. So, <laughs> Whenever I, I have found a much cheaper solution than actually drinking gin, I just go out and rub my face on a pine tree and then, you know, lick pine cones or some horrid thing like that. And it's just like gin, and it feels just as pleasurable. 
You have onions. No, that's what that's what other things are for and that the, I enjoy drinking. And, and the great thing is, is, is the pine cone can can scratch an itch. Where I'd like to see Jin do that. I you know I don't want to know what itch you scratch with a pine cone, dude. I'm curious because you said that, that sometimes there are other kinds of alcohol that you might prefer over scotch once in a while. What would those alternatives be, if not gin? Um, in, in in terms of where my alcohol. Like my poison of choice has evolved throughout the years. I started with vodka and rum, and then I moved into Irish whiskeys for a while. And in between those two, actually, I had a like ridiculous selection of stuff in my bar, and so I was having everything. So I've like tried pretty much. You go into any given liquor store, and I probably tried half to two thirds of the cordials on the shelf, and yeah, I just I've been all over the place. Favorites um, that I would have outside of Scotch. Um, it's Don's fault. I've actually learned that I like a couple of red wines where before red wine was just a big no-no. That's okay. Um, she did that to me too. Yeah, she's like that. She, uh, she does her own show called Screw It, a podcast about wine, uh, which is a spinoff of our show, technically speaking, because it's at wine.xtlpodcast.com, which, you know, she doesn't bother to tell people as often as she should, but uh, that's where the website is if you find Screw It. So her show is like the Deep Space Nine, and this is Next Generation. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. We'll go with that. Well, I, actually, we're, we're we're TOS, where where the cage is ignored because you know, we've told the story before on how this yeah. is kind of spun yeah. out. Of, yeah, the cage uh, is more of an AON. Well, no, well, it, it, it's more of the Scotch Club. That that's true. In the pod. That's so, true. So Dave um, and I were. So yeah, we'll go with Next Gen being screw it. So so it's like you know ne- Nimoy and and Mrs. Roddenberry were uh, right. We were and the if, carryovers. And if and if we're ever pissed, we just say it's Voyager. Um, oh don't, don't no yeah. no. <laughs> gonna, first, if you're going to be pissed, say it's Enterprise. Second, don't mention Voyager. <laughs> All right. Any other nosing? So um, Voyager is the gin version. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Enterprise would be with the Karkov. You know, here's... Silver Wolf. <laughs> see, here's the thing. It's not that I think Enterprise was so amazing or anything like that. I have to give them credit for trying to be not just a different series with a few... I mean, I love, like, Next Gen and DS9, but they really... It, they were trying to do something different. I think they failed in what they were trying, but I give them some credit. Voyager, well, I'm going to be drinking scotch, so I'll be able to forget about Voyager. Uh, to go back to your, your nose comment, uh, I was like scotch that smells a little salty, which mm-hmm. is probably why I live on Isla in my scotch cupboard. Uh, and this one, it, it's almost like loamy, like that. Yeah. That, that sea saltiness, but then also that like earthness there too. Mm-hmm. It's like dirty and salty. <laughs> it's like being at fest. That's <laughs> peaty. Uh, it oh, definitely yeah. has a good smoke. Yep. To it. There was a hint of something in there that I pulled out for a minute, and then yeah. I just. Oh, lost by the way, in case you feel the need to reset your nose. Oh, thank you. Coffee. It's um. Uh, I'm also getting like a toasted sweetness. Like I don't know if it's marshmallow, because I don't think it's marshmallow, but it's a yeah, it, like it, it's a burned sweetness. It was a toasted something that I was getting, and I'm trying to uh, a malty. 
sweet malty. Could be, could just be toasted malt. Meeting Rob, you've been relatively quiet over there. It smells like scotch to me. Okay. To Fair um, enough. Fair enough. It smells like something that I would drink. Oh, we should probably move on to that. Are we drinking? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's exciting. 55%. Mm. Yeah, it is stronger. Um, I, I've got well, a nice warming going on now. Yeah, I was I was going to say that's a little it's a little rougher than I had anticipated. Mm-hmm. At 55%, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, stronger will always have a different. There was a drink I made called Stronger because somebody challenged me on how strong I could make a drink, and they ruined the day. But uh, yeah, this is a an enthusiastic 55. Um, very warm, smoky. You know, it, 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 as much as you say it was, it was a fifty-five, and you could feel that it was that was up there. It still was not. I mean, I won't call it smooth, but it was also not rough. No, it was on. A, but it was rough when you, if you expect forty. Mm-hmm. I, I did not know it was a more than forty to forty-three, and so that was a bit oof. Sure. At fifty-five, I'm like, ooh, yeah, okay, that's exactly what I would, I would be expecting. Very nice. Not a whole lot of, um, not that this is a bad thing, but there's not a lot to describe about the, the mouth or the finish. Um, I'll give it maybe a. In, in the early finish, I was getting a little bit of a dark chocolate, and then moving into kind of a tobacco note thing. Hmm. And the body definitely got it. Swallowing, then breathing. That is that is the proper order. Oh God, it burns. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this about it. It, it. My my sinuses just opened up wide, Ow. and my lips are numb, and it oh, feels like I'm getting a tattoo on the back of my tongue. This is it's brilliant. Well, I was trying... Oh, God, that really hurt. I mean, it's good, but it really is only good going down the intended path. (laughs) Poor substitute for oxygen. (sighs) Well, all right, think of this as some scientific testing. I now know that's a bad idea. Breathing scotch. Um, Well, can you reproduce those results? uh, No. Actually, I just read an interesting article about reproducing sociological studies and I'm not going to because I would be unlikely to get the same result and that's the story I'm sticking with. Plus there'd be confirmation bias and... Yeah, so um, I was I was trying to get a little breathing over the, the, the scotch to see if I could get anything. I got something. <laughs> not intended <laughs> result. Yeah. Um, definitely good smoky flavor to it. The toasted, I'm going to give it maybe just a hint of, like, toasted sesame. Um, mm. And and I had a... None of the none of the honey I got in the nose, but um, I got a little spice before it, like, clawed its way through my lung. <clears throat> Want to narrow that down a little bit, or just spice in general? Oh, the pain. Spicy pain. That's all I really... A ghost it, it was, perhaps. Yeah, it's, it's like... Grinding <clears throat> um, ghost chili into your eye, 
spicy. No, um, uh, kind of a peppery, but it was quickly overcome by the agony. So, you know, hard for me to really parse that one out. Well, that's a, that's a first on this show for me. I mean, I've, I don't think I've quite gotten that much that far down the windpipe before. Fun! Alright, so, don't do that. Especially not with this scotch. Because that would be wasting it. No, it's a waste of perfectly good scotch. Alright, we're going to add that little touch of water now. See what it does to the nose and the palate. I am choosing not to see what it does to the lungs. Good, good, good choice. Sorry about that. Uh, that was quite unexpected and quite unpleasant. Hmm. All right, so for the nose, softens it up a little. Yeah, kills. I didn't get any honey. See, I'm still getting a little bit of that. Let me try resetting. All I need to do is get, get a nostril full of crystals, uh, coffee crystals, to make the evening complete. The toastedness is still there. Honestly, I've kind of lost a little bit of the smoke. I mean, it, it's still there, but... It's like the fire's dampened. Yeah. This, this, is, this is the embers. It's no longer a blaze. It's almost a little floral. Yeah, I can see. The, 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 the tail end of the nose flowers out a little. Yeah. Might be getting that. It's opened up nicely mm -hmm. wet. Um, smooth. I think that, that a little, the alcohol picked up a little bit, but... Um, As it often does. That, yeah. that touch of water. It, it, you, you think making it less alcoholic would make it less alcohol. No. It usually no. brings that to the fore. And uh, more of a caramel finish. Mm. Yep, I can see that. Hello, Trill. Yes, are you making your appearance on the show? Hmm. Still getting a little, um, a little spiciness. The spiciness of kit is kicked out. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, it's, it's actually reminding me of a Chirac in, it, in terms of the sort of a tannic spice. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like mace. As in the pepper spray? I, no, I, was, I see, I know what you mean, but, as in the but all I can think is, oh god, my eyes! Because <laughs> prior to the water, I kind of felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, mace is, there. nutmeg isn't just the nut you can buy and grate, there's also this weird membranous thing on the outside of it uh, that like looks like red veins that uh, is ground up into the powder mace. So it's like, it's kind of like a cross between Nutmeg. It's like a cinnamony or nutmeg or a spicier nutmeg. Yeah, I'll go with that. Oh. I mean, I can, and and that the nutmeg give. I can see where that would also give it a hint of a sweetness, mm -hmm. without it going to the full sweet aspect of it. Um, longer finish, much longer finish. Mm -hmm. Nice one though. 
And yet the, the body's all that pepper, a yeah. little bit of smoke and peat, and the top of the finish, you get the smoke and the peat, and it just kind of sits there. It's still good, good and tongue numbing. This is this is definitely like most art bags, a good winter mm -hmm. scotch. Yeah, and they release it at their like big art bag yearly celebration, which I believe happens in January, February. So like this was their limited edition yearly. I mean, it's not special. to it's not to say that, that if you drink this in the summer, how horrible. It's right. just and. There's some summer, what I consider summer scotches. You drink them in winter and it's still quite nice. But you definitely yeah. can picture this with the wind howling outside, right. drinking this to warm the cockles of your heart versus some other scotches where you're like, this is a lovely summer afternoon, you know, kind of af kind of scotch. I'd like to be bundled up outside with a cigar, with this scotch, like after a really good steak. It, <clears throat> the steak I'm totally with you on. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. not a scar fan, mm -hmm. so I can imagine mm -hmm. that that would be a good component of it, but it's just not yeah. my bag. Maybe we can grab a cigarillo before the, uh, the night is over. I still got some left over from Con. So, but yeah, this was this is pretty tasty. Mm -hmm. I'm digging on this. Now, unfortunately, like most of them these days, no. No age statement. Yeah, that's going to be more and more the thing of the past, I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. And that, that a lot of that has to do with the supply and demand of scotch. They're putting out more and more younger expressions to try to keep up with demand. Yep. But because everybody's so used to seeing age statements and are pretentious about the age statement... Um, and that's one thing I definitely am. I... <laughs> no. Um, the only reason that the age statement matters to me is, one to try and categorize against other scotches. Right. It, it helps with the like-to-like. Like. And then the other thing, and this is my cynic side, when I don't see an H statement, I often feel like they're trying to be jerks about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's rare... I, if, they, if it's an inexpensive, comparatively inexpensive scotch, and yes, it's fairly young, but they've taken some interesting risks with it, mm -hmm. that's fine. But when you see an expensive scotch with no age statement, you don't know if they're just like, hey, let's tell them it's amazing, and it's mostly young crap. It, I mean, I know you should should then say, well, if it tastes great, who cares? Right. And I, that's that I'm not biased because it isn't old. I'm biased because I can't tell until I've consumed it. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do this show. So and other people that don't is. have to do it. We, we, we are the science experiment. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> shall I, uh... Was there no pretension? Oh, really? oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I know you picked up the bottle. I did. You set I, aside. I'm still did, dealing with... Is there with... anything in the book that... Oh, there's pretension Okay. Yeah, it's galore. this glorious story of their sordid past. Um, so, for its heart... It's been matured in dark sherry casks, imparting waves of treacle toffee, coal tar, squid ink, noodles, and toasted coffee grounds. Take this whiskey and hide it well. Uh, it was matured in ex-bourbon casks, and a heart matured in dark sherry casks. Yes. For it, 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 they're very clear. For its heart has been matured in dark sherry casks. Yes. 
The darkest heart pack ever. You know, let's see. Its color is that of copper stills in moonlight. Its nose, dark chocolate, rich treacle toffee, and distant bonfires betrays a secret. A clandestine meeting of Ardbeg, matured in ex-bourbon casks, and a heart matured in dark sherry casks. Hints of pepper spice and zesty lime lure you in, smoldering charcoal, and wood-polished flint across the palate. Flit across the palate, with raisins, dates, and ginger emerging from the shadows of its terry creosote. Echoes of cured smoked ham and squidding canoodles push it, signal the arrival of a long, spicy aftertaste. Yeah. You know, it's funny. At one point, I was thinking there was ginger, and I said, nah, I'm, I'm making that up. And then the bottle says there's ginger. So I, I feel the ginger was there. Yeah. The, dark, the squid ink noodles, though, I got no frame of reference. Yeah. <coughs> From the thing that's on the inside of that, but I also have here on my phone, um, we missed out on a mysterious floral note. A flowering, mysterious floral note. Like flowering black currant bushes uh, and lashings of linseed oil. You know, which sounds. You know, I'm gonna take a last. Maybe or uh, not homoerotic, um, sadomasochistic. But like, how? Like, can you lash with oil? Suppose you rub it into a cricket bat first. Ah, there we or like onto a cat and nine. Um, or, or is this a very light living? I'm just curious, can I have you follow me around and narrate everything I do? Sure. Because that, that was amazing. This is why we have to do the pretentious this is, reading. This is the pretentious reading moment. Um, okay, so it's not like way. screw it where we each take turns. You, you do if, if, you, if you would like to, you're welcome to. There's no just just meanness to this. There's, there, there's four bottles, so we can share. Alright. Uh, I, I generally I let Dave and Perrin do it, because I'm, I'm not as good at it. Even the greatest distillery on Earth cannot escape the shadows of the past. It is said though not often, and then in hushed tones that John MacDougall's own uncles, Alan and Alexander, were once apprehended on charges of distilling whiskey without a license in the dark coves along Isla's rocky coastline. There's even a map. Yeah, everyone in Scotland at one point was arrested on charges of illegal distilling. I was possibly arrested in Scotland on charges of illegal distilling. I would not put it past you. Um, um, you know that there were definitely some reasonable uh, things in that mm-hmm. in that tasting list. I mean, we got some of the spices. There was a floral note, um, the dark chocolate, dark chocolate, which I smelled as honey. But I mean, I'm, I'm I, I didn't I didn't pull the lime out, but I thought maybe there might have been a hint of citrus in there in one of my passes. But again, it was there and it was gone, and so yeah. I, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. called it out. But but I I have to give I I regret they went for on the smoke. And you know, I'm I'm like surprisingly good tasting notes right up until they got into the squid ink noodles. What does squid ink taste like? Has anybody had it? Uh I no, have not. No. So, and uh, and it's in defense of the squid ink thing. Uh, no, there was there was a flavor I could not I could not pick out until squid ink was now I've never actually tasted squid ink, but I'm the sort of person that will chew on their pens until they break them and get ink in their mouths. And um, once that was mentioned, I realized that was the flavor I couldn't pick out, the, uh, just sort of the, the 
uh, vaporous texture of ink in your mouth. Really? I felt it. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. So, so the person with the closest thing to a frame of reference says legit. So, no cork darkery. I'm all impressed. Right. Yeah. Given Although, wasn't it coffee grounds another one? I didn't taste mm-hmm. coffee grounds. Yeah. We got the toasted. We just toasted something that wasn't yeah. coffee. I mean, for there is no hard, fast rule, but we generally call cork darkery on tasting notes where you're like, no, no, we got none of that. You're full of it. And you're just getting highfalutin and trying to, you know, spin the wheel of tasting notes. Because sometimes we're pretty sure that somebody just is like, well, there should be seven. Blah, leather. And, you know, and you're just like, nope. But, but you know, if we miss one or two, mm-hmm. that's not a surprise. Considering the number of things that they listed, the fact that we hit as many as we did, I, yeah. I think we did a good job and... And we agree with them. For uh, yeah, on the main. I'm and quite pleasantly surprised. And even a number of the ones that we didn't hit, we chimed in and saying, "Yeah, I can see that." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the one thing I have to say, creosote is again not a flavor I can pull or am particularly yeah, familiar. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a, an inroad to creosote um, as a flavor. Yeah, that's because it shouldn't be consumed. <laughs> I mean. Right, but tar shouldn't be consumed, and when you smell it, you definitely get a taste in your mouth. There's an creosote, extra yeah, Well, creosote, and this, I'm, I may be wrong, it's it's on boats, it's used to seal things. Uh, the, the if only there were a series of tubes in which we could look something up. I don't believe mm-hmm. in them. We, we, um, we generally don't actively research during if the show, I, so if I, I'm afraid of it. If I, if I open up the internet, I'm afraid Dave will step out. There, this is true. And Dave's not here, so like like some sort of um, Cthulhu-esque creature emerging from the walls between. Dave would emerge from the internet. All right, this is going to address uh, something you said. Creosotes are a category of carbonaceous, which is a great word, carbonaceous chemicals formed by the distillation of various tars and by pyrolysis of plant-derived materials <coughs> such as wood or fossil fuel. They are typically used as preservatives or antiseptics, which might be that kick of alcohol that we were getting. Um, historically used as treatments for seagoing, outdoor wood structures, structures to prevent rot, uh, and samples are commonly found inside chimney flues with a coal or wood burns mm. under variable conditions. Nothing I like better than licking a chimney. Or terry smoke. Uh, the name is derived from the Greek kreas, meaning meat, and soder, meaning preserver. Meat preserver, boat preserver. Meat meat preserver, not what you want to wear when you dive into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you basically me are a meat preserver. Maybe. maybe that's like a, an Olympic medalist swimmer. Your meat preserver. The New category. I, I, no? I don't recommend it for the ocean. It reminds me of an old um, um, Carol Burnett. Yeah, shark got him. He would have made it too if he hadn't been wearing his good luck ham. <laughs> um, <laughs> they did speak of smoked hams. So, um, oh yeah, that was the one other part that I was like, I'm not sure I yeah, buy that. that that's that that's, ham. that's not the first art bag that has said that. that it's, a couple of art bags have done bacon. So they, they, they really like putting pork in their, uh, they, they know the American audience. So That's true. Pork flavor. It's got bacon! <laughs> so, I'll, I'll leap on this first. Sure. Um, you know, I thought it was really nice. I didn't find it to be 
um, outstanding in some sort of shocking way. I mean, it wasn't like, oh my god, this is one of the most amazing blah blah blah, but it was a nice, solid, um, enjoyable drink. I think I'm going to go with a 3.6. Okay. I would happily drink it. I'd happily buy it if it wasn't too expensive. Um, very pleasant. Um, yeah, I, it's interesting because I actually liked this better the first time I tasted it because I do whiskey tastings at my house every once in a while um, and did it for that and liked it a whole lot more. And this time around, for whatever reason, it didn't impress me as much, but I still really enjoy the fact that I own a bottle and I'm not sad to enjoy some colder evenings with it. So I'm going to go like three, three eight. Um, also, if your house is ever invaded by a Scottish ghost, I suspect you can buy them off with this. Quite. I mean, that's usually my reasons for keeping scotch around. Secondary to being a huge fan of scotch. Yeah. Also, I was wrong about when they launched it. It was May. Not yeah. earlier. Which, which would partly explain why I had seen it, because I... I <laughs> I do most of my scotch shopping for the year in mid-November yeah. due to the, the sale that Top Value does uh, every year, 15% off, second weekend of November. Uh, they open up with a tasting and then it runs for a week or two. Um, highly recommend it. They've got a great selection. Um, most of the scotches for the show have been purchased there. Um, and that because it happens in November, obviously, six months later, uh, unless I choose to go drinking. back to go look and yeah, we're, 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 still, we're still well supplied. And since, uh, unless I'm getting it for the show, I have no reason to go buying scotch because Lord knows my basement's full of it. Mm-hmm. So, although there are worse things to have to call a plumber for. Truth. Truth. Rob, what's your feelings? Well, I did a, a thing with this while I took the first sip is I uh, curled my tongue and, and created a little divot to rest it in and uh, just sort of let the mouth absorb it. Because, you know, the mouth is a very absorbent part of the body. And I think while that was happening, some of it was also evaporating, which is where I got the airy, sort of like inky feel. Um, and while that was going on, it um, sort of cranked my uh, salivary glands all the way up, and then a little bit more. So my production was going off the scale. And when all these things mixed together, I think I actually tasted the Scottish ghost that you tried to ward off at one point. So <laughs> I um, just trapped him in the bottle and saved him for you. I, I know it, it, it's probably a very unusual way to taste uh, a sip of scotch, but um, it, it worked for me. I'm going to give it a 4.2. They call it Although, spirits for a reason. I, yeah, I was going to say, uh, though I don't believe they listed ghost as no, one of the tastes. But, you know, they, you, they can't have everything. No, not, not absolutely everything. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really dug on this. Um, it, it's it's as already stated a great uh, late fall and, and throughout the winter uh, kind of dram, um, nice and warming. I can see myself uh, sitting with a nice big glass of this and reading until my eyes get a little fuzzy because it's a fairly potent dram as well. Um, then you I just flick a little in each eye and you're wide awake again. Yeah, <laughs> this is not the best art bag we've had. Um, but it's a, I would say it's a very solid outing, and I'm going to give it a 395. It is just short of that four. What is your favorite art bag? Previous, <clears throat> well. Um, I, I'd have to go back and look for sure. But I want to say it was the Supernova. Mm. 
I know it wasn't the Core of Reckon, because that's, I'm pretty sure, the least. I really liked the 10-year, um, and, and because the 10-year is so much more affordable than the others, mm-hmm. most of the others are almost twice as much as the 10-year. Factoring price point in, it would definitely be the 10-year, because I'm pretty sure I gave that a 3.9 neat. Um, oh, actually, I might have even given that a 4 neat. Jenna gave it a 3.9 wet. And I, I have to say that this one is one of the few I did enjoy, not necessarily more wet, but equally. Yeah, this, this is a good balance with both. Yeah, um, I, I usually I'm like wet is bleh. Yeah, probably this one I was one honestly I would probably do wet more often on a casual level because neat it just is a little too 55. numbing. Yeah, and and it, it would depend on what I was using it for. If I wanted to get myself there, oh yeah, just just take yeah, it straight there. Yeah, this this is a happy short trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I want to kind of numb up a little bit, it, it, it's perfect. But. Uh, so yeah, before we get into the uh, the next core, we should we should have uh, our guests talk a little bit more about who they are. So uh, let's do ladies first. Oh, um, we don't have any ladies. Here. All right, well but then Shay can go anyway. Female-identified yeah, folks, then yeah, I can go. Uh, what do you want to know? Uh, just just what do you do? What, what, what do what? I do? Amuse. <laughs> why why would why would people maybe run into you? People kind of would run into me. Uh, primarily right now, out at Renaissance Festival is is one place to find me. Although I move around a lot out there because I walk on stilts, or I'm in a giant puppet, and every once in a while I'm both of those things. You know, it, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it is a small world because I happen to know a stilt walker. Which one? Yeah. Oh yeah. On the same frisbee team. Ah, small world. Ta-da. It's like all of the worlds just keep going boom, 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 getting smaller. Um, and coming up here soon, you'll find me. I'm also a huge a lot, um, either taking classes, volunteering. I have a run coming up, shamelessly plugging, that I will tell you the dates of a little bit later, because I don't remember them, um, yeah, for my duo, Throwing Shape. Prepared as the usual uh, person on the show. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's me and Abe Vanderbent being silly and playing with words and rhymes and that should be fun. Uh, and I write a lot and I teach. Uh, theater and dance is where my licensure is, although they really prefer to not let me teach the dance, but inextric- or they for some reason have decided to link the two as a licensure. So Because um, theater and dance are almost the same thing, right? It's a performative art where you're expressing yourself. Well, that's the same reason that if you get a, a PhD in physics, you're qualified with a PhD in chemistry at the same time. Right. You, it's, you, 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 you tell jokes. Can you write? They're, yeah. they're both. You, can you farm? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I picked a fruit. I can farm. <laughs> it's <laughs> amazing how we do that to each other as a species. Um, do, you, do you teach a particular age range? I, so I just got licensed. I filled in the end of the school year at... Um, uh, Franklin Middle School and then they want to go more dance focused with their program so I was not the fit for them as previously mentioned um, so now I'm just actually subbing I'm working with Blackout Improv on developing what they're gonna hit the ground with with education and that's really cool well this alcohol will help you with that why Blackout oh is it called Blackout? no, no it's Dark Origins but, it's, but drinking a lot you know with will give you blackouts. So parents make that was Perrin trying to have money and <coughs> Yeah. Keep moving on. My brain was like, I don't get it. 
That's all right. Uh, really, should anyone? She's already blacked out. Half, half, half of my jokes are just like that. So yeah, okay. this time I, I get to laugh. Parent. That's. <laughs> I, I did that just for you. I know. Thank you. I, I, I'm I, sorry. I, I didn't yeah. mean to. No, that's okay. Um, yeah. So that's super cool to be involved with that because it's really important that that work is done. I. Don't know what else to say. About and you myself. have purple blue hair. I have purple blue hair. There's a little bit of which is pretty cool. Like orangey red in it too. Um, I like having colorful hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not good at talking about myself. That's okay. Even when, though I yeah. just did it for when ten minutes. When you said that they don't want to let you teach dance, did they give you a reason? It's not that they don't want to let me teach dance. I have far more training in theater, and I don't consider myself anything other than a dancer for other people's amusement because it's funny to look at. No, that's not true. I actually enjoy dancing, but I'm not, I don't have a comfort level with the amount of, like I could teach movement. I could do, I could choreograph a show if I didn't have a choreographer to collaborate with, but I really prefer to teach theater. That's where my passion is. That's where my talents are. You've got a lot more levels in theater yeah. than you do dance. Correct. So. Yeah. So like, so again, like I can teach it, but physics and chemistry you have, a, you have a plus. Dance. You have a plus four in theater. Right, exactly. Yes, so. nerds. Oh yeah, and I play a lot of games. Um, so yeah, so I do that um, and improv. I, I was looking to make a multi-class joke, and I need be. <laughs> <laughs> improv is kind of tied into the theater stuff. I used to hate actually comedy. I thought it was really dumb because it was mostly. Uh, a bunch of white dudes telling really bad sexist jokes. And I don't find that really funny. Well, let's be honest. This it was. Like... I mean, it still is. Uh, but now, I mean, especially in the Twin Cities, like, we've got a lot of not white dudes telling on stage. Jo- oh, wait, oh. Telling, no, not telling racist <laughs> jokes. And like, like, I mean, like, that's who Blackout is. It's a, it's a company of black improvisers not only doing really amazing, hilarious uh, improv, but like there's also this like social justice push behind it and it's putting more black faces on the stage. And, and that's like one of the things that I love about Huge is that they're really aware of the trend in society and wanting to actively make a change in that and creating fair space. And so I just went on a social justice platform. That's- that's okay. That, that, that happens. Yeah. Works, yeah, works we well go. with booze. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, the, the sad part is that a lot of people tell jokes about what they know. Yeah. And that, that really says something very sad and unpleasant about the people who are telling, you know, sexist and racist jokes. Because yeah. I, I grew up in a not urban area that was very homogenous and, and not so much with the not white guys. And so it was very easy for me to think about doing jokes there and but then I realized that I wanted to be funny and didn't yeah. do them. Yeah. So, you know. And it's like if your humor is relying on making another person feel bad, then you just kinda look like a jerk. We're not here to make fun of people. We make fun That's what Bill that's what people. Bill's for. Yeah. Yeah. Punch, punch down is not as good as punch up. Right. I, I, I need to remember that because I, I tend it, when I'm first writing jokes, um, I have done stand up a couple of mm-hmm. times, I, I start with down and I try to find a way to take that joke and make it up. Yeah. Doesn't think, always work and some, sometimes I have to lose that joke. Yeah. And I it's, was just self punch when I'm making a joke. And then other and yeah. then other times I say Screw it! I'm gonna go for a karmic balance so I can let this joke stay because I think it's funny. I don't care. Fearless. That's what we do. Yeah. It's a awesome. Thing. So that's 
me in a nutshell. So I'll call you out on all your, you know, feminist and racist bullshit and other ists because I'm a teacher and I'm all about. And I'm gonna. You can talk, Rob. Hi, I'm Rob Callahan. He's been uh, curling his tongue around my words. I'm sorry, Rob. No, 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 no. I, uh, no, that was Scotch. He calls tongue around in Scotch, not about your words. Right, but I figured he was taking them in and thinking about them and letting uh, them aerate. Fair enough. No, no, I was just going to say that uh, you want to know what I do. I uh, used to uh, write books, and uh, back in the uh, late aughts, uh, people started giving me money to do uh, arts journalism instead. And because I like money, I kind of got away from the books for a while. Uh, but then I found out that, that there wasn't a whole lot of money in the arts journalism. And you could work very, very long and maybe make enough. Um, or you could treat it as a part-time job and you know, go do some temp work somewhere. And I did that for many, many years. Um, started out with uh, L'Etoile and uh, moved to Vitamin later. And when Vitamin shut down, I took a few months off, mostly because no one was interested in hiring me. And uh, then, out of the blue, uh, everyone in town wanted to hire me again. So I ended up uh, doing an ongoing thing with uh, the Walker Arts Center with their MN Artists um, uh, website, which was once a month I will interview a local artist about something that is not their art. Uh, so for instance, I, I interviewed uh, Molly Glover. Uh, and rather than talk about uh, insult comedy, although we did talk about comedy a lot, we mostly talked about uh, her being on the uh, autism spectrum and, and how that makes it difficult sometimes for her to judge uh, whether or not a joke is working. Um, interviewed a, a rapper out of Duluth named Cat Fox, and, and we pretty much just talked about how she gets sexually harassed everywhere she goes, every show she does, just walking down the street. Um, talked to Chris Jones, and we did actually talk about his art in that one. We talked a lot about uh, drawing young justice and how he Awesomeness. Yeah. And then I was uh, I was writing music for the City Pages for a while, and that really just, it wasn't working out between me and the music editor there, so that just kind of stopped happening. And uh, now I'm, I'm going back into books. I just finished a short thing called Amok in the Moonbeams, which is about a, uh, a little girl who is uh, just getting to an age where she wants to, where she's been like, raised by people who believe in God and religion, and she's questioning she can't prove any of this stuff. She can't find evidence of it. And uh, that night when she goes to sleep, she finds that she's lucid dreaming, and she decides to start trying to manipulate that dream world to conjure up God and get some evidence of God, have a conversation with God. And so it's all about like her journey through this lucid dream state. And it's all an iambic pentameter. It's like very Dr. Seuss-like. And, uh, and it's basically it's uh, Healthy Skepticism 101 in the form of a children's story. And then I've got the, uh, the novel that I uh, publicly announced I was working on uh, about 13 months ago. Uh, the uh, working title on that is Duplicity. Uh, it might actually end up being called Devil's Memoir. And that is the heartwarming story of an uh, underachieving young professional who's tempting for the devil, who is uh, accidentally promoted up to project manager over the apocalypse. <laughs> and hilarious suits. So those are the two things I'm working on now. I'm back in the books. I'm in the book game. I was more comfortable with it. In hindsight, I should never have left it. How's that? Cool. That works. But now you know. Yeah. And that's half the battle. The other half is or 25% red lasers and 25% blue lasers. We always just said overwhelming firepower, but red and blue lasers will work, yeah. Um, no, that is, that is a both very cool um, stuff. 
I you like actually do things that matter. Yeah, I, I, I can't say I've done shit other than I, I went to Fringe this month. I, I, I never know. I never feel like what I do matters. Do you? Uh, sometimes. Because okay. so, working with kids, it's really hard when they have those aha moments and you're like, all right, that's going to stick with see, you. I, to not know that it matters a little bit. I have a karmic uh, sink. So even if I'm not doing anything very valid, I'm married to a public librarian. So I figure I'm I'm good. It balances out. You just ride on coattails. Damn straight. And, yeah. I, I will say that there have been occasional times where I feel like it matters. One was was uh, last year at Convergence. Um, this uh, this kid who was probably about 20 years old saw me from across the way and ran up and started screaming, "Oh my God, it's you! It's you!" And uh, so he, I'm I'm 41. This kid is about 20. And then he shouts, "If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even be here." And I immediately ask... My brain just went to like four different storylines. I immediately ask, what's your mom's name? <laughs> and he told me and it was no one I've ever met. I was like, okay, good. Tell me why you feel that way. And, and when he was uh, in his uh, early teens, uh, he, was, he was having a really rough time and like, starting to question like the, the value of even going on with life. And he said that something that I had written that he read like made him feel okay about it and made him feel like, confident in, in going on and, 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 winning, and making life yeah. better for him. So that was one time I did feel like I mattered to one person. What was the thing? You know, I don't remember. I was, yeah, I was too fixated on, are you my son? (laughs) You know, at the risk of being profoundly ridiculous, how many times do you have to matter for it to matter? I mean, one or five times according to Colossus in Deadpool, right? Everyone saw that? Yeah, if something like this, four or five times that you can make the difference, yeah, I, 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 I believe you're correct. Yeah. So you're I like, only watched that twice. You're like so. a quarter of the way there, so, you know. But I mean, like, also... Further than I am. <laughs> are there varying levels of mattering? Because, like, you could matter a little bit in one way to a lot of people, or a lot of it in one way to one person, but that person, like, if you mattered a shit ton to Gandhi and, like, that... Shit, like that put him on the Gandhi course. Oh man, I, mean, I, a lot I would yeah. brag. So you'd get like um, mattering residuals. Yeah. yeah, but what if you. Gandhi? Yeah, my fault. What if you mattered to Hitler? Then like, you've got negative residuals yeah. and you owe a lot of matter to people. My, so then you have to do other mattering to make up for my, my, it. My, my, my general answer is the only time I matter is that I'm not ethereal, and that's 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 where on the chain. That's where you're like, you know, I didn't realize, but I pushed him out of the way. He was going to get hit by a car. I pushed Hitler out of the road, and I thought it was Edith Keeler. Yeah. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <clears throat> All right. Is it that you matter, or the things you do matter? I believe that I matter. Right. And but I'm thinking of like in this, this rubric of mattering. Still me. Yeah. It's all about. I live in a paranocentric world. Everything revolves around me. Geocentric, <laughs> heliocentric, <laughs> paranocentric. That's how I roll. But at least you're not running for president, and so you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that that poser, Trumpocentric, my ass. All right. So we are going to be drinking dark. Origins. I Highland Park. So we, we've done a fair number of Highland Parks on the show, as, as is evidenced by my hallway, which, you know, great, great thing to reference on, on an audio podcast, I know, but... They have made this a dark whiskey. Yeah, I, I would say it's a very similar color to the last one. Yeah. Um, I might even go a little darker. 
it's so tough for me redder. to tell because my my pour is a little bit bigger it's and little therefore it's thicker. The bottle is black. Yeah. You don't get to see into it. No. Um. I was gonna say that. Oh, there's a little drunk man. But no, I I, I agree. There, there's there's a there's a hint of red yeah. that exists in this one that did not in the other one. Um, hmm. It's very uh, Highland Park in the nose. Yeah, a remark. I was going to say a remarkably unremarkable nose. No, it, it, it's got that signature <clears throat> Orkney, heavy on the oak tannins. Um, Woodsy and sweet. Mm-hmm. It's a very Highland Park. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's nothing stand out to it. Um, it's not bad, don't get me wrong. Right. But I mean, there's nothing that I, I smell this and I don't go, oh, this has got some great ocean, you know, salty sea or smoke or pee, mm-hmm. or the florals just come out. It's it's nice. It's just, there's some floral. Um, there, there's a touch of salt in here. I'm going to go with... Uh, Mm, narrow it down. A little leathery. But like really old leather. Mm-hmm. More I'm like I'm wa- like more like flanks of horse than leather actually. Like it makes me feel like I'm riding. Hmm, that's an interesting picture. Yeah. Uh, and and I give the floral notes kind of a generic. I mean, it's not rose, it's not violet, it's not honeysuckle. It's kind of a generic it's floral. Garden. It's kind of apple blossom. I mean, I'm, I don't mean it. I, I do not mean to sound dismissive of it. It's just there's nothing about it that Cherry. leaps out as a Ooh, for yeah. me. Cherry blossom. There are things I can't place yet, but one thing that's striking me is it, it smells very antiseptic, both mm-hmm. in like the literal sense in that it smells like an alcohol, but also it just it smells very clean. Uh, there's not a lot going on there. And, and actually, you you say cherry blossom. I actually. When you said cherry, I think actually the fruit cherry. Because mm. there's, there's definitely a red fruit here. It, it, it's not an apple. That's um, no, well, not red enough. Of course, not an apple. We, we know it was an apple. Because I would have told you what kind. Because, yes, because we are in the presence of. Are you the apple meister? I, I, it, it's one of the running gags on the show. Ah. I'll, you I'll, can tell how much you can't, I haven't. Yeah. I'll say apple and I'll say, what kind of apple? And then I'll actually say what kind of apple. And then it'll be like, oh, yeah. Do you know what the most disappointing thing is? Red delicious apples? Both oh. of those answers are valid. But I was going to say, when you're expecting like to... You just are trying to throw an apple into the room. <laughs> when you bite into a pink lady. Well, Dave's not here. But it's not a pink lady, so it, and it's a Fuji. Um, I don't like Fuji. I, I think what's disappointing is biting into any apple finding half a worm in it. Also. I know, because I was hoping to get the whole worm. Yeah. <laughs> and for that, I drink You're going to get fucked. <laughs> I paid for a whole worm in this apple where I feel cheated. <laughs> um, I had a koru apple the other, the other week. A koru. That's one I'm not familiar with. It, is, it is from New Zealand. Mm. The koru. Quite tasty. Very pink lady-ish. Kind of a sweet tart. Um, a little sweet tangoey. Because isn't sweet yeah. lady a pink or sweet tango a pink lady yeah. and a honeycrisp? Have you have you tried Zestar? Yeah. Oh, I, I enjoy I enjoy being good Zestar. I, I, I'm a fan of cameos. I I also feel like one should have a disco ball if you're eating a Zestar. Just mm. it somehow. Zestar. It sounds like something Zardos would eat. Yes. What's your favorite apple pairing? Apple pairing, that would be apple in a pie 
with with me. <laughs> like so, you're in the pie with the apple. No, like no. A little I would be placing a little apple Jason pie Jr. inside no. me uh, in a consumptive manner. Ah. Uh, Do you have a favorite apple pie? Uh, I really like apples and peanut butter. That really is very like good. Apples and peanut butter. Um, my my daughter likes apples and peanut butter. Although to be fair, she likes to put have the peanut butter put on apples so she can eat the peanut butter and then occasionally gnaw on the apple. Mm. Yeah, she's four, right? Four and a half. Yeah. No, she actually does love apples. Um, the uh, boy, the uh, the thing is, the moment I start drinking apple or eating apples, I think cider. Mm. And. I like cider, so I like making cider. The alcoholic kind or the non-alcoholic kind? Alcoholic. I mean, cider's nice, but if I'm going to make cider, I'm, I'm going to make it boozy. Yeah. Because it's what I do. I'm moving into the taste. Yeah. And, um, strong tobacco notes for me. It is robust. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that is tobacco. I can taste the cherry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's there too. A little leather, a little swisher sweet then. Yeah. Yeah, the leather. <laughs> I got the instead of the there. tobacco, I was getting more leathery. Um. Por qué no los dos? Hmm. Por qué no los dos? Because I'm tight. Why not? Why not both? Um. To steal from AON because we can. That's all I got. <laughs> um. I would just like to point out at this moment that I almost pulled a U and didn't, so I feel like I've accomplished things. I did not inhale the alcohol. And I, I'm glad I have served as a cautionary tale. I should use You mattered to somebody. I did. Now I can be an asshole and it'll all balance out. Damn. That's how I, that's how I look at life. Hmm. Not that it is a taste, but I would describe this as a chewy scotch. Mm. It, it is a... It's a heavy mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing light about this one. Um, well, it is dark orange. Yes. Um, did you... Or you just... Your finger naturally... I, it looked like you were... Ah, I have a point. I'm pointing because I agree with you. Go on. Yes. It's pointers up instead of pinkies out. <laughs> um, and Brooks okay. on. Ooh. <laughs> That's metal. Dark oranges. <laughs> wow! Uh, Video gag on an audio podcast. Drink. <laughs> Just did. Um, the, the finish is nice, um, but it, it's nothing new. It's kind of a continuation of all the flavors I got in the palette. I get a touch of clove in the finish that I wasn't getting in the palette. Hmm. I'm deep in the finish. I did not get that. I take it almost to clove-studded citrus. Because there's something... Maybe it's a clove cigarette. See, see that, that's why I went to clove, is because of the, with the tobacco now, it's like, ooh, this is kind of like a clove. I see kind of like an orange hint, though, in it. I, I see where you're calling a citrus. And almost like a coffee, too. I, I feel... Mm-hmm. But to get the coffee note, you should really... We should really have the, the, the True Stone guys back. Yeah. True Stone coffee, uh, fresh roasts, cool beans. You can order off their website at 
promo code SCOTCH will get you a 10% discount. Just we, putting that out there. We had them on. It was very interesting, though, because one of them was one of their, their installation guys, but they have to really know the taste as well because they, have, they taste the installation and have to know it's working right. And the other was one of their tasters. And, you know, the swish and spit guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was interesting hearing him approach scotch. And then he made his coffee. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was very nice. Have you ever been to Whiskey on Ice? No. Uh, they've done it two years now. Do you know what it is? <laughs> no, but all I want is scotch drinking people on ice skates. Um, I really wish that that was part of it. Because all I thought is Disney on ice, yeah. this is whiskey, whiskey on ice. ice. Well, I, and their, their whole thing is like, it's the whiskey I convention. <laughs> it's, it's the whiskey convention that happens in Minnesota. Ergo, uh, it's icy here all the time. Um, but it happens in April. They've done it twice. And uh, you go and you, it's a tasting event. Do they but go it to is, like an indoor hockey rink or something? No, it's happened at um, the depot. Which is possibly technically connected. there is an ice skating rink there, so some of the year. Yeah, um, true. It was just the oh, star patio. Yeah. Um, and someone says the depot, and I think the bar next to first half. Right. Ah. <laughs> you can tell where my priorities were. Or the where's, coffee shop in Hopkins. Where's the other one? Yeah. The the depot down next to the it's what on Washington. Yeah. yeah. And it used to be the third. Which, uh, whichever train depot. Well, the, yeah. yeah, it's Washington, oh. and it stretches yes. from. Okay. I want to say it's like a the block. hotel face Portland is third. To yeah, something like that. I think the third. hotel face is third because I feel like you come across Central Avenue Bridge. It's, it's been a long time. They have a skate rink there in the winter. In the winter, it's, an, yeah. it's yep. an open rink, yeah. Uh, and or at least it has been in some winters. I, some some winters have been too warm, and I've not bothered. And the first year I went to this, um, I'd only ever gone to tastings where you taste just a few whiskeys, so it's totally fine to drink all the whiskey you're tasting. <laughs> However. Um, this event has upwards, uh, the, the year I went, there was like 85 whiskeys in, that were being tasted, and I cottoned on fairly quickly, but I definitely had a moment where I had to go and just sit and drink a lot of water and be like, alright. And she realized just how bad whiskey on ice would be. <laughs> <laughs> and ate a bunch of food, and then went back, and it was fine. But it was a cool event. Um, I, I do like tastings. And not just because there's stuff to taste. Yeah. But, I mean, it's fun being able to compare things and, right. and sample stuff that you might not otherwise. And that's one of the reasons I think this show is, mm -hmm. is a good thing. Because, yeah. you know, it's, yes, people who listen don't, you know, they're not actually tasting it. But it's as close as you're going to get without actually tasting all these. And if you hate smoke, right. well, then... The last one was a horrible choice. Right. Don't ever buy it. Yeah. So uh, to move things along, because we are beginning to run on the oh, long side. That's because, true. Uh, it, it, it's, 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 this happens. It's not going to be yeah. a Stomberg episode, but, you know, it's there. Meant, meant to Stomberg <laughs> on a podcast drink. Um, I, I've added the water, uh, and now what I'm getting is I'm just getting yolk. Um, I got almost nothing else. I got um, a, a grassy mm. smell. If I go digging for it, maybe I can see that, but I'm just getting the wood. I'm getting, like, thistle. Like a very fibrous floral. Hmm. Like, almost weedy. Maybe maybe that's sort of the... The oakiness? The various 
that we're interpreting different sure. aspects of the same thing. And 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 she's the one to twin powers unite or activate or something. I don't know. I'm just the magic. I have to admit that I um, I kept retasting it without the water, trying to find something new in it. And oh, thank you, because I I'm, I'm out now. I forgot to add the water. You you poor poor man. The sacrifices you're willing to make. Um, it's not bad, but it's not. Oh, it's completely different. From it, it's kind of gone. The antiseptic-ness on, on the palate really yeah. steps up with the water, and I didn't. I just barely kissed mine, um, as is you know my move when I add the water. It just yeah, it's just leveled out. I feel it's lost all the interesting stuff, and now it's just become medicine. I'm gonna add a little bit more water oh. just to see how much I hate myself. Yeah, I feel like neat. It was a ride through a forest on a horse, and with water, it is like you wanted to go horseback riding. You showed up. They have a donkey, um, and <clears throat> the forest is actually like. Just like two treats and a thistle. Yeah, and a thistle. Which the donkey yeah. eats. Which the donkey eats and then shits. Ergo, because it's my favorite. Yeah, but it's totally okay that the donkey's sad. We still love him anyway. Where's my tail? Uh, yeah, it's it just kind of failed to impress me after adding the water. No, that's I, I'm right there with you on that. Um, and more water uh, was not the correct answer. I, I find. I find wet, it, it did what many scotches do, and that's become somewhere between uninteresting and unpleasant. I'm gonna vote for unpleasant. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna jump right in with the, uh, do we wanna do the uh, protection? Yeah, it, is, is there anything on? Does anyone, let's see. <laughs> what do we have? Um, Jack and Squad, it looks like, unfortunately. Yeah. And and this did not come in a pretty package, unlike the Valhalla series, so... Oh! The, the box oh, has some stuff? Oh, wait, wait, wait. The box has some stuff. Alright, who wants to read? I was about to look it up like and that. Would you like to read? Sure. I, I, will, I will, just for the for those playing along at home, this this box belongs to the, um, the order of... We'll just put everything in a different font, and that will make it interesting. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a tradition now in scotches. Dark Origins non-chilled filter. Establishing a secret bunker in the hills of Highland Park in Orkney Magnus, Menese, Ensign, became a dark distiller. Those words don't make any sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. It, it is a dark distiller anything like a dark okay. wizard? Magnus Yunsen became a dark distiller, creating whiskey for the people of Orkney to offer relief from the villainy of the tax collectors. By day, he worked tirelessly in his church, providing spiritual guidance to the people of Orkney, but in the dead of night, handcrafted the best elixir in the world, warming hearts and uniting all who tasted it. Double fist fill sherry casks for a naturally darker, richer flavor. Highland Park, single mouths, malt scotch whiskey. So it wants to be Dr. Sinalius the Scarecrow, oh, and, and and they have a sinister figure. Ooh, it, 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 it's the Assassin's Creed assassin. Yeah. I thought it was the guy who worships the many-faced god. I thought it was just a, a cultist. It's quite possible. Um, oh, and it's from Kirkwall, Orkney. But um, all I all I could think is his his dark distillery. Uh, yes, but I feel like Philip Pullman crafts a far more nuanced book than and they more, crafted a scotch. It's a more enjoyable consumption, I'll tell you. Amber scotch, amber spyglass, I, I get confused. 
I, I, I really, I, I loved it pre-water. Um, and the reason I kept drinking it is because I kept tasting the same thing that it didn't seem like I should be tasting, which was, um, there was definitely the cherry, but like all of the other flavors in there were combining to make it taste like a cherry that was dipped in uh, dark chocolate, so a chocolate flavored cherry. Please. Oh, I was just, and it also tells us to please savor responsibly. Savor responsibly. Yes. Now, it, so don't add water. Right. It is also a 46%. Hmm. So a little bit more potent than that. And that, that, I can feel that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. That was about all I had really quick. After, but after I tried it with the water, it, it tasted like some crappy buy off of ale at a bar turned out. Yeah. Um, so so as, as, as a number, what would you throw I did in there? find the tasting notes if you're wanting Ooh. All right. It's in British bellies. Color rich mahogany. Nose, sherried spice, and ripe bananas combined with toasted hazelnuts and baked apple. Yeah, there's apple. Yeah, and, and see, since I didn't get it, I got a call no. <laughs> the palate is well balanced, dry peat at first, mellowing out to maraschino cherries, warm dark chocolate. All right, so it does have chocolate. And the finish is enduring sweet smoke. Mm. So, so we agree with the palate. The nose were like mm, not the maybe. banana. I don't no, buy at all. No, I don't I, buy the banana. I could maybe, maybe banana. see the apple, but the the cherry was coming through stronger mm-hmm. than the apple for me. I I can't really. So this time I didn't uh, I didn't uh, form a little cup in my tongue. I let it wash over the sides of my tongue and sort of soak my bottom wisdom teeth. I still got my bottom wisdom teeth, um, and uh, from there sort of uh, try to reactivate the. Uh, salivary glands again. It wasn't as strong as the first one in that respect. Um, and if we had not tried it without water, I'd have given it a much higher score. But I'll put it at like a, probably a 3.5, uh, just because it was it was pretty good without the water, but the water just dragged it way down. It's like I, having a bad third act in a play. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree that the water was a bad choice. It was, it was the Ewoks. Uh, yeah, or the Gungans, but you know, Ewoks it makes better the metaphor of the third act thing he was going for. Uh, yet neat, I I would say it was above average, but you know, not particularly stellar. It was it, it it's it's a decent dram. Um, this was a little bit more expensive than the Highland Park. Uh, twelve is their base, yeah, twelve is their base. Uh, but I certainly like it more. Um, neat, and and would say it'd be worth the price. Um, I, I think a three five is a solid place to put this. I I don't have anything against it, but I didn't enjoy it nearly as much. Um, didn't dislike it. I'm going to go three two five. Pleasant, a little above a little bit above average, but nothing I found too too outstanding. Yeah, like it didn't offend me, but I was just kind of whelmed um, and very underwhelmed after watering it. But I'm not one to water scotches, so that's not fair. Um, um, I enjoyed the ride it took me on, but feel like I could have gotten the ride other places. I feel like this is slowly going into a bedroom gym. Um, so I'm gonna just give it a, a three, a three one five. Okay, before the outro, uh, quick thing, if there's anything going on that you want to plug. So this being uh, September 1, as this goes live, uh, we've got the uh, Fearless Lab coming up on the second Tuesday. I don't know the number off the cuff, but uh, you should come check that out. Um, And RenFest is still going on, so a lot of previous guests of this show uh, you can find out working various things out at the Ren Fair. And a current guest. And a current guest. And a current guest. So, uh, yes, if you want to 
come out and say hi to those individuals, please go out to the to the Renfest in Shakopee, Minnesota. Did you know that National Scotch Drinking Day is also National Walk on Stilts Day? That seems like a horrible idea. I was gonna say this is an unwell thought out. I have tested it and found the edge of where it's a good idea. Sounds like a hilarious idea to me. I mean, it's a great idea for the audience. Right. It's a horrible idea for for workers. It was. It's right up there with you know National Rum Rum Day also being uh, Knife Catching Day. Right. Just not a good plan. Like you can get you you can get by on like one or two drams. However, past that, perhaps not. Although the projectile vomiting would probably be. Yeah, uh, more projected. Heck of a, of course, if you go too hard, then the, the equal and reacting force, you're going to end up going the other way, and there will be an amazing arc. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's let's just say it's a story arc that no one wants to see. <laughs> um, I will be doting on a small child at various points and kowtowing to her whims. This this That's, this is your traditional move. It is. It is. But with a middle name like Danger, you must yes. respect the, the four-year-old. What's your middle name? Her middle name is Danger. Oh, her! Well done, On parenting. The, thank you, thank you. On you the, know you're gonna just like live in fear of all of the dangers. Oh, and they're training her well. Oh, good. If, okay. if if it had been a boy, it would have been adventure because you don't need to dare the boy. Her her brothers roller skated off the or skateboarded off the garage roof because that would be a great idea. So so anybody since we had a girl, it's it's Danger, and. Um, she has, she has her, we haven't yet bought her her first dagger, but that probably is in another year or so. Girl needs a knife. The, the like, feminist in me is like, why can't girls be adventurers? But we don't well, have to necessarily parse that out on the podcast. It's not that they can't be, it's that we didn't want to give a Well, when you come back in two weeks, you can have that discussion. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. We'll come back to it. So does, you get time to think about it. Any, any, and any applying in the next, in, in the early half of September? Uh, or even in the latter half, if you want to. I don't jump it early. I don't think I have anything going on. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, doing some gardening and landscaping, and working on my motorcycle, and uh, I think that's all I've got going on. Nothing, right. you, nothing you can come over and watch, or at least that you probably want to come over and watch. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, that, that was, that was I have one that I forgot to plug because it's a new thing for me. Uh, Late Nights Minneapolis is coming back for their second season. The date of the next the September show is on my calendar and I will tell you in two seconds so I'm vamping I'm vamping uh, I'm sorry it's the 25th and that will be at Phoenix Theater it's late night min- late nights Minneapolis with Joe Rapp awesomeness okay so the thing that we traditionally don't warn our guests about is that we ask uh, our guests to give us a closing toast at the end of the show so do either of you have a toast that you'd like to give? If you do not, do not feel that you, m- you must, but we offer you the... I secretly brought everybody cinnamon toast! Oh. Uh. That was really bad. Yeah. yeah. That was like adding water to a Highland Park. <laughs> oh. oh. So any, any toasts that anybody wants to I don't to have make? a traditional it, it can be It can be completely random. I mean, it, it's been all over the place, so... Do you, do you have one you want to do, or I, I don't have anything prepped, but I always have the traditional one that we can use. But uh, I have one that I've used at a friend's wedding that I can cater. Uh, 
may this glass of scotch be the worst one for the rest of your life. Here, here. 